A contemporary trend in psychology offered Dewey the opportunity to create a new synthesis from the opposition between physiological and introspective psychology. The reflex arc concept in psychology, from 1896, stands today as a major step forward for his view of experience, as well as a seminal contribution to the field of psychology. At the time, growing numbers of psychologists looked toward the reflex arc concept to help explain human behavior in experimental and empirical ways. The hope was that this new model of behavior, built using pairings of cause, stimulus, and effect, response, could replace explanations which relied on psychic entities, or mental substance, and so rescue psychology from entities that were mysterious, unobservable, and untestable. The reflex arc model works as follows. A passive organism encounters an external stimulus. This engenders a sensory and motor response. In some cases, this is a conscious response. In a typical example, a child sees a candle flame, stimulus, reaches toward it, response, burns his hand, stimulus, and quickly wrenches his hand away, response. This model argues that these plainly observable elements are the basic stimuli and responses in the event. In time, all their connections could be satisfactorily described with mechanistic and physiological terms. No recourse to the unobservable was necessary. Dewey criticizes the reflex arc framework for several inadequacies. First, it artificially separates events in order to make them discrete and analyzable. Sensory stimulus, central response, and act are all separate events on this description. As a result, Dewey writes, the reflex arc is not a comprehensive or organic unity, but a patchwork of disjointed parts, a mechanical conjunction of unallied processes. Early Works, Volume 5, page 97. Second, it misdescribes how we interact with our surroundings. It is simply untrue that organisms passively receive a stimulus and then become active responders. The nature of organisms is to interact continuously with their environment in a manner that is cumulative and mutually modifying. No child is a passive spectator when he first encounters a candle. He is already actively engaged with his environment, exploring the room, anticipating that he will find something, for example. The child's notice of the candlelight modifies these ongoing activities. The real beginning, Dewey writes, is with the act of seeing. It is looking, and not a sensation of light. Early Works, Volume 5, page 97. Third, this model too rigidly identifies events as the starting point, stimulus, or the ending point. Both stimulus and response are enmeshed in an ongoing matrix of sensory and motor activities. A stimulus comes from somewhere, and a response leads elsewhere, to further coordination and integration of both sensory and motor responses. Depending on how the wider range of events are framed, a stimulus can be a response, and a response a stimulus. In effect, Dewey is criticizing the metaphysical assumptions behind the reflex arc concept. But rather than trying to parse whether there is an underlying reality we may designate as pure stimulus or response, we should see that problem as one of pragmatic consequences. We are seeking to discover what stimulus or sensation, what movement and response mean, and we are finding that they mean distinctions of flexible function only, not of fixed existence. Early Works, Volume 5, Page 102. 
We need not abandon terms like stimulus and response, so long as we remember that they are attached to events based upon their function in a wider dynamic context, one that includes interests and aims. Instead of the reflex arc model's patchwork of stimuli and various responses, Dewey suggests one that understands organism-environment interactions as sensory-motor coordinations, circuits in continual reconstitution and adjustment. Instead of starting with a narrow seeing or sensory stimulus, he recommends we start from the act, a seeing for reaching. What precedes the stimulus, Dewey writes, is a whole act, a sensory-motor coordination. The stimulus emerges out of this coordination. It is born from it as its matrix. It represents, as it were, an escape from it. Early Works, Volume 5, page 100. The response that follows, too, is an act. It is not just a reaching, but a reaching guided by seeing. These acts take place in and because of an environment.